Today I get to chat with Andre Fialu. And Andre is a member of the Sanford MMA team. He's training with uh, legendary Henry Hooft, Gilbert Burns, Mike Chandler is over there. He had uh, numerous other people that uh, top, top names coming through that gym. And I've seen you know, Andre's last three fights. He's in the UFC. He's knocking out everybody. So it's bop. And um, man, your, your last, the last fight that I saw, we were, we were in Phoenix. And uh, the, the guys, you just, just drop. You just fall <laughs> yes. straight down. And, yeah, and he's, you know, these are talented men. You know, you've become quite known for your boxing skills at UFC that uh, Thank you. you're giving people a hard time. I see those scars on your knuckles, too. I, yeah. I got a couple, but not as good of a highlight reel as you. Um, so tell me, tell me about your life a bit, or tell them a bit about your life a bit of uh, what got you interested in fighting. And well, um, my dad taught me how to box when I was a little, little kid, and I always had the passion for boxing. I always loved boxing. And uh, I had a goal, I wanted to be Olympic. I wanted to go to the Olympic Games. I wanted to win the gold medal in the Olympic Games. Mm. Um, but I never took it serious, boxing. It was always soccer and different sports, but soccer, I always thought I was gonna be a soccer player. But at 18, I tried MMA. And I always had that boxing thing about my dad, and he taught me, he, he taught me how to punch without gloves. I think that's why I hit different in MMA. Mm. And I, 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 I started street fighting a lot when I was young. I fell in love with fighting. I was expelled on the second grade. <laughs> yeah. My dad taught me to be a naked show. I fought, I fought twins and I, I grabbed one of them necks. And uh, when you're young, you don't have perception of your strength. And I squeezed until I couldn't no more. And uh, he, he had white foam coming out of his mouth, so it was a big shock. Then he invited me to get out. Um, so yeah, I started very young. Then I went to a, a school that was a lot of neighborhoods and I used to fight every day. That's why I see all the scars. I used to fight every day and I think that's when started the, the true MMA. But yeah, like I was saying, I, 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 I tried MMA at 18 years old and I fell in love with the sport. And yeah. then I had to choose soccer or MMA. And I, I chose MMA because nobody ever walked this path. And there's a lot of soccer, good soccer players. I think the best soccer player in the world is Portuguese, Ronaldo, CR7. Uh, so I chose MMA. I chose to go to the path nobody ever walked, and that's how I... You grew up in Portugal? You spent your childhood? Yes. I've only been one time. I went to Lisbon, yeah. and then there's these big, beautiful homes. This, yes. You know, near Lisbon, the big estates yes, there. Yes, yes. It's like castles, like, you know, private castles. They're very beautiful. But uh, very nice food. I think, you know, people, uh, there's a lot of little street kids in Lisbon. And I don't know if that's where you're from. Are you from there or Porto or somewhere else? Uh, yeah, I'm from close to Lisbon, a little town called Cascais. Gotcha. It's very nice. It's very close to the capital. There's a lot of kids around, you know, causing mischief. Yes. Little kids making trouble around Portugal, yeah. you know. Beautiful place to visit. The food is great. Amazing. I ate too much of your food. Oh, my God. So I miss the food. I liked it better. You know, Spain, Spain was okay. I thought Barcelona was okay. I didn't really like Madrid. And yeah. I, th I thought Portugal, I want to go back to Porto. I, I never seen Porto. I want to go back to Portugal and see Porto yeah, and see Lisbon again. It's pretty, very pretty too. Yeah. The food is great. Yeah, the scenery amazing. is good. But yeah, there's a lot of kids there that are, you know, causing yeah. trouble or looking for trouble well, sometimes. Well, for us, it's normal to fight. Uh, it's very normal. Like, that's what we do every time, every night there's people fighting. It's very normal. Here, no. Here, you go to jail. If you fight, you go to jail. Uh, over there, it's a different culture. Um, we fight a lot. <laughs> so I started very young. And there was a lot of neighborhood, the school I was at. And so I started very young. Um, and yeah, I, I, I was telling you, I lived in Portugal until I was 21 years old. 
And I came to America when I was 21, and then I went back. How old are you now? 28. 28? I've been here for seven years. I was three years in California, and I've been four years in Florida now. Time flies. When, where I grew up in, your, in Chicago area, there's a lot of, uh, I grew up with a lot of violence around too that. Uh, Chicago, I heard about Yeah. So if you're not going to fight there, mm. you are know, going to have some other troubles, you know, exactly. it's going to be bad. So, uh, yeah, when, as a kid, um, you know, I don't you know, 20 something, 30 times I had, you know, real fights, you know, not, not like, you know, pushing or something, but real fights. And uh, so I was, I was comfortable with that, that uh, I was not scared to fight yeah. or I was not, you know, sometimes the kids are me, 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 and in, in my head, I'm not saying this was smart or good, but in my head, uh, if I seen things were going to happen, a lot of times I would just hit somebody first, you know. Yeah, if I see that's where things were going, I'm like, all right. Exactly. And, you know, so that's... Uh, that's how I was raised too, my dad. My dad always taught me the right thing, like um, I, should, I should never hit uh, younger kids, weaker things, I should always do the right thing, I should always be right, but I should always defend myself. So every time I knew that I was fighting, I was the first to hit, I was the first to start yeah. it, because I knew if I was going to come. If it was three or four guys, it wouldn't matter. Um, so yeah, and then I, I used to hear a lot of stories from my dad. I used to try it in the school. Sometimes I used to fight more than once a day. My hand was swollen and I had to fight again. Hmm. Yeah, I, I used to fight a lot, really, really a lot. Is, uh, is there like a, an honorable culture about this in, in Portugal or in America now, you, you know, somebody stabs you or shoots you? Exactly. Um, there was a times that people started to use weapons too, but uh, no, most over there it's not, we don't have as much access to weapons as you guys have here, especially guns. Like knives, a lot of people have knives, but guns, we don't have as much guns as you I guys have. I have a scar here, I was stabbed when I was really? 16, and then uh, you know, different oh. times had, you know, it was around gun violence. Uh, I never been shot, but I have been shot at, but you know, guys, uh, kids had guns where I grew up and mm. it was uh, uncomfortable for most people, you know? Yeah, of course. It's uncomfortable for me to talk about it to normal people because yeah, they don't understand. 100%. They just think you're crazy or something. So, exactly. but it's if you're in that environment, if you if that's the environment you're you. in, then you, you have you. to pr protect yourself and uh, be thoughtful of your reputation in that community as well. But uh, you know, when in Chicago, you know, when at, th at that time, if somebody thinks someone is weak, then you're going to have more people try to fuck with them. You know, right. and um, I was never trying to bully anybody. I would never. I was never stealing from people or trying to bully somebody, but you know, you, you had to fight there. And Survival. If, uh, you're gonna have different problems. You know, you're gonna, people are gonna take things from you or you know, bully you all the time right. if you're not willing to fight. So, so how do you turn this into a professional career? How do you turn this into real money? Well, at 18, I had to choose, choose and I, I chose MMA. And I started by competing boxing, amateur boxing. I was regional champion and I was national champion. I got second in the uh, Portuguese, Portuguese Cup, and then uh, there were not many opportunities. I wanted to go to the Olympics, and uh, there were not many. And I started competing uh, Jiu-Jitsu and then MMA. I made my debut, and then the doors kind of opened in half of a year. Like from July until January, I fought six times. In November, I fought four, one in the beginning of the month, and three in the end of the month because it was a tournament. I had to fight three times in the same night for the biggest prize money in Portugal, $5,000. <laughs> um, yeah, so I stopped being one of the prospects to one of the best after that tournament. Then I fought one more time. Then I had trouble with my team, my coach and everything. And uh, a sponsor offered me a training camp in Poland. I went to Poland. I got kicked out from my team when I went to the training camp. Then when I came back, things were never the same. 
then I came for the tough tryouts. A guy tagged me on Facebook, oh, if you had the visa, you would go, you would go here. And I like uh, saw it and I investigated and I saw that I could come. And I asked some money to my sponsors and I just came. I thought I was going to win the house, but I didn't even got a chance to get in. So I was pissed. I bought a ticket to, a to California KL. They had that thing about AKA Luke Rockhold, Ken Velasquez, DC. I want to train with them. I thought if I train with Kane and beat him, nobody could beat me. So, I, you know, uh, I went there. I knocked the door. I turned two days. Third day, Beltor president was there to see me training. He told me I was going to sign. I called my dad there. I'm not coming back. And that's how I started MMA here. I never went back. These are very different skill sets, like learning, you know, traditional boxing versus, you know, jujitsu is a totally different thing, and then, you know, learning kickboxing, which is you have to, you know, rebuild your yes. form, I imagine. And uh, I've been training with Pauli Malinaji, who's a you know, former multi-time champion, and um, I'm not a great boxer, but he's he's making me a little bit better boxer all the time, a little bit better, a little bit better. But Pauli comes, uh, we'll train for about ten hours uh, per month together, nice. and. Um, yeah, it's, you know, there, there's there's a lot of nuance to that. That um, now I I don't want to be like a pro boxer. I'm not learning to be a boxer. I just want to learn boxing on top yes, of MMA. Thing. So there's certain things with form that you know you, you know better than I do. But um, you know he wants me to do this you know traditional boxing duck down low and then I kind of put my knee in the way. It's <laughs> like no, I'm, I don't want to learn that. You know, yeah, that I don't want to learn some of those habits. So how long did it take you from from having the strong boxing background? To you know, to rework that in your head of like, you know, oh, I, I don't do this now or I don't do this now, and you do these other things instead. That, Very long. Yeah. I think only now, only like, in 2020, before James Vick fight, I think that was when I found my style. Before that, I think I I, I hadn't discovered it yet. I think I didn't have a style, and that was what was hard, um, translating boxing into MMA. Because you need to have your feet underneath you all the time. Uh, but then you, you need to be worried about taking downs, but you need, to be, you need to punch hard and be able to kick. So it's a very weird base, and it has nothing to do with any, anything else. Boxing, kickboxing, it's not the same stance. So it took me very long, but I think I finally found it, and uh, I think it's the key for my success. You're how are your hands holding up? You're only you're you're in your twenties yet, but I, I was gonna say that. So my dad taught me how to punch without gloves. So I never wrap my hands. And uh, even on the fights, I ask the rappers to put little wraps. Um, yeah, I learned to punch without gloves. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I never hurt my hands. Hmm. Ever. Never my, hurt my hands. My wrist gets sore a little bit. That. Uh, not for you. It's the way I hit. It's the way my dad taught me how to hit. I always hit with these two knuckles. Mm -hmm. Always. Doesn't matter the, the strike. I always hit with these two knuckles. And that's what I aim for. And my wrist is always straight. Hook, uh, always straight. So, yeah, on the fights I like to wrap a little bit here. But uh, that's it. Just on the wrist so it doesn't... Sometimes they come against before you think you're going to hit and it hits a little before. Only to protect those, but... Uh, I never hurt my hand. No, Paul has trained me that way for people that don't know much about boxing, that you, you know, these two knuckles are, are firm and connected back to your yes. wrist and everything is firm. And here, when you, when you land a punch here, you're going to break the bones in your hand. 
I you broke be careful this on the street fight when I was young, so I learned young. Yeah. But my dad taught me how to hook like this because of that, to hit with, but there's people that hook like this, but I don't because sometimes I can mm -hmm. hit with this, the weak knuckles. I see. And I hurt, I hurt myself. And even, I think I lose power if I throw like this. If I throw like this, it's my body. Well, we saw yeah. last side, the left hook. I think it's pretty powerful the way I throw it, so. Yeah, I've heard mixed things about that, and uh, so I'm, I'm happy to hear you say that, of the, you know, throwing the throwing hook this way but versus this way. But professional boxing that they teach like this, mm -hmm. good schools, so, you know, I've I had, know. I've had two different coaches that are both world champions, one in you know, kickboxing, one in, in traditional boxing, and the kickboxing guy says like this, and you know, Paulie says like this, and I just had a conversation with him about this a couple of days yeah. ago, and he's like, if it feels more natural, you can do it like this, that um, you have more control, but maybe not as much power as how, how he says that. I, I disagree. I think like this, you lose power, like this, you have more power. Because my whole body turns. Here is just arm. I can do this with just arm. So I mix it up. When it's long, I bring the elbow up, and I let, when it's short, but even when it's long, I, I turn my wrist so I hit with the two knuckles. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. No. Details. Well, you've got a uh, you've got more knockouts than I do in the UFC <laughs> right now. So, I'll yes. uh, I'll take your input on it. Um, I've been doing best with jujitsu. I've only started training you know seven months ago. Very very recently. Nice. So you like it? Yeah. Uh, the you know the striking 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 striking. Your your hands are sore. If, you know in ice. Ice, ice, ice. Every after you have big hands. Yeah, my hands knuckles, are good. Yeah. yeah. Um, now that I, I've killed the nerves in my hands, I've, I've punched things enough times that they don't hurt anymore. <laughs> and now my wrists hurt a little bit from yeah. You know, but that was that was just reason I, I rolled my wrist. You know, really? hitting the bag. You know, you hit the bag the wrong angle and it, it pushed my wrist yes. in. So this will be fine. It's, it's nothing. It'll be fine in Stretching a couple out. weeks. But um. I'm probably better at jujitsu that you know, like wrestling, grappling, jujitsu. That uh, Jake Shields, you know, Jake Shields. Very good. So grappling. he's been my main Amazing coach for man. this, and nice. he he comes also like, uh, we spend you know, ten, twelve hours per month on the mats together, and then okay. I've been training with a lot of other people in between. So from right. your gym, I had you know, uh, Derek Brunson was over recently, like a week and a half ago. Uh, Mike Chandler has been over training with me. Very Gilbert nice. Burns is coming in a couple of weeks. Oh. We're going to watch your next fight from my living room. Gilbert's oh, yeah? going to be with me, Amazing. so we'll be watching I love together. Gilbert. I love his energy. Henry helped me work. I'm left-handed, so Henry's oh, been yeah. helping me so with my fun. liver kick of getting that... Uh, the leg coming up. Nice. Yeah. So uh, I'm learning a lot of little tidbits from the, from your crew over there. A lot of Amazing. a lot of high-level people in your gym. Yeah, with the top-notch guys. So you learn with the the people you should be learning. What do, what do you what, were, what was important to your you and your evolution? It sounds like your father was your coach as a child, yeah. and now you start having professional coaches. Um, what is what is that like for somebody you know watching this to to make that transition from maybe early stage coaches to to you know you're in a gym with. I mean, a lot of guys that are, I mean, some of the best fighters in the entire yeah, world yeah. at your gym. The well, best, best coach in the world, Henry Hooft. Yeah. Well, uh, um, you can get good training anywhere, and, uh, but there's nothing like being where all the sharks are. Uh, I think there, there's not a better place I should be than Sanford MMA. He has the best welterweights on the planet, I believe. Uh, coaching is amazing so sometimes you can get coaching but you can't get the top level athletes so you compete and you get better that's how you get better I believe 
Um, so yeah, it, it's a huge difference. Um, and even the professionalism, the hours, the different type of training. I never had wrestling in Portugal. I, we don't have wrestling in Portugal. I didn't even know what wrestling was. Uh, so yeah, it's it's totally different. I came here looking for that. I, I knew I needed it, and I found it. Um, it's completely different. But I believe the, the, the secret for my success is staying where all the top athletes are, not just the coaches. The coaches can make, it, I need to be competitive every day. And in AKA, I used to love it, but the, there was not many guys from my weight. Or either too heavy or too light. The Russians were good for my weight, but they were not there the whole year. They would just go, come and go, like do their own camps. So I think the transition to Florida really changed my whole career. Yeah. Who are the best wrestlers at Sanford? Oh my God. Logan Storley, I think, is the best wrestler I ever wrestled with. Yeah. He just won the belt at Bellator? Yeah, the interim belt. Wow. What a wrestler. I've never had nobody wrestle, wrestle me like him. And I wrestled DC, and DC is amazing. But this kid is just my weight. More athletic, not athletic, different. It's faster, it's lighter, it moves better. It's different. This is a heavyweight. I was with DC one week ago right now, last Sunday, and we, we were in Las Vegas together. And uh, we did an interview and we're hanging out for a while talking. And we, we both agreed that if, if nothing else works out for us in life, then we can at least fall back on our modeling career. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna be models together. <laughs> I love when they did that Popeye's chicken commercial, like it felt really like a model. <laughs> oh, I love that. Amazing. DC, I haven't forgot. We're gonna, we're gonna go to model school together. If, yes, uh, if nothing else works out, we're going to modeling school. Um, you got Chandler is a great wrestler. Mike Chandler's over yes. there, fantastic wrestler. Derek Brunson's fantastic wrestler. Phil Hawes, you're gonna have Phil, it. Yeah, I'm, see, I'm seeing Phil soon. Yeah, yeah, so we have amazing wrestlers over there. Russians too. There's a one Bellator my weight. Um, what's his name? I don't know how to pronounce it, but 170. We have amazing, amazing wrestlers over there. Loic from PFL, good wrestler too. I mean, top level athletes over there. Black belt jiu-jitsu, knockout artist. Usman was there. Robbie Lawler. I mean. Best guys are there. I seen Robbie over there. I stopped in the gym a couple of days ago. I was with Gilbert and a couple of the other guys. Tuco was over and uh, uh, Brandon Allen was there. But I was stopped over to see Gilbert and um, Robbie Law has been there to help now more than train. Robbie yeah. was there the other day. So uh, um, Gilbert introduced me to him. I never met Robbie before, mm. but Gilbert introduced me to him a couple of days ago over there. He was he's been he was helping Logan a lot to get uh, ready for the belt. So. He's been in the gym, not training too much, but helping with the meat and everything, with the body gear and everything. He's nice, nice, nice teammate. So, yeah, so I'm glad it was the best thing I did was come here. Luke told me he wants to come. I, I need, I felt I needed more. Like I love AK, I, I love everything I, I, I learned there and everything. All the coaches, all the athletes, my partners over there, ex-partners, uh, they opened the doors for me. Javier opened the doors for me. He made me feel like it was my house, my gym. But I felt I was needing something. I was missing something. And I talked to Luke Rockwell one day, and he told me the same. And uh, he told me he wasn't going to come here to church for Yola Romero. And if I wanted, I could come. And I, I came with him. I was living with him two months, and I got my place, and I never went back. How much time, you know, for someone might, that might not understand, how much time do you have to put in? You know, after, you, after you've been working since childhood, you're learning boxing, 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 and now learning these new things. So 
you spend time practicing things you already know. You spend time weight training, um, probably some physical therapy or massage or some other thing. How many hours of your week are tied up? You know, then learning new things, new things, new things. How many hours of your week are you thinking about fighting? Oh, every day, all day. All day. If I'm not training, I'm dreaming, daydreaming about it. Yeah. Like, uh, it's something crazy how my mind works. Uh, when I was young, I, used to, I was in school, I used to think about how, score, how I used to score goals and women, girls. Uh, nowadays, because I fight, all I dream about is knocking people out. Now, all I've been dream daydreaming about is knocking Jake, Jake out. I've, I've knocked him out a billion times in my head and a billion different times. So uh, I think it's a plus for me too. Like, I fought him in my mind a billion times already. And I've won all of them by knockout. So I have a bunch of ways that my mind believes that I can win. And uh, plus the training, plus all of that. I, when I get to the fights, I already fought him a billion times. So you, this is your seventh fight in less than one year. So a, a lot of guys, uh, you know, um, UFC or the other top leagues is like, you know, two fights per year is a lot, three fights is a lot. But you're, this is your seventh fight in less than one year because you keep knocking everybody out first round. Well, a lot of first round finishes. Yes. Well, um, I'm not going to be young forever. This is what I, this is where I've always wanted to be. The UFC making. I always believed that if I was in the UFC, every time I would fight, I'd get a performance of the night bonus because of the way I fight. And I love that motivation. Um, I, I now I can say I'm living the dream. So yeah, I'm motivated. I'm dedicated, and I want to keep fighting as long as I'm healthy. I want to fight. I want to stay active, I want to make a lot of money, I want to put all these guys to sleep. <laughs> yes, I do. Something you said about you know, dreaming about it, that I spent my life thinking about business, thinking about finance, investing, a lot of entrepreneurial things when I was younger. And um, it's all I think about. It's all, it's, there's not, you know, there's, I don't need a day off. In my 30s, I did not, not one day. I did not take off one day. And in my 20s, you know, not too many days. And you became days. that because that's all that was in your head. Yeah, and I'd go to sleep and I would dream about money and I'd sleep for three hours and I would get up and work again. Crazy. And maybe I'd sleep another three hours and I'd get up and work again. And it was something you couldn't control, right? Your mind was... There's, uh, there's nothing else I cared about, you know? There's, there's, I, had, uh, I always had a beautiful girlfriend. Even if I was overweight, I always had yeah. a beautiful girlfriend. And when I was younger, you'd have girls who, meh, 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 spend more time with me. I'm like, no, this... You know, I need to be a girl that say I need to be most important in your life. <laughs> <laughs> they all want to. Uh, but doggies, yeah. you know, be yeah. the Their focus was different. The best you could be is number two. I'm going to focus on my business. I'm going to focus on building a better life for myself. And mm -hmm. uh, I'd always say there's there's going to be some young beautiful girl who's going to be happy to spend time with me when I'm older. But um, I'm going to keep working and working and working. You know, and. Um, yeah, you know, that, that caused some, some strains in relationships where, you know, some people, they find that unrelatable. That they're, they're like, uh, you know, oh, the, you should have a balanced life, a balanced life. And I, I think that's the stupidest advice that I hear all the time mm -hmm. is balance. Ba uh, you're, you're 15 years younger than I am. And when I was your age, I had no balance. I just work. And that, when I hear you saying that, I, I think about that. I'm like, you know, yeah, I have like a lot of respect for this because yeah. this is what it takes to be fantastic, to be top, top of something. And, um, you know, in my 40s, now I can have a little balance. And, you know, the, the sick thing is I still don't want to relax. Now, I, now I'm learning MMA. And, um, 
you know, and, and I'm not I'm not going to the gym like two hours per week or something. I'm, I'm training in 10, 12 hours, and and all of my coaches, like all, are uh, professionals or you know champions, former champions, yeah. uh, top five, you know, top five Amazing. contenders. But most of them are champions or or former champions, and uh, I'm learning so quickly, man. You know, I'm learning so quickly, so. You know, at least three days a week, four days a week, I wake up and at least three days a week, there's a, a world champion is staying at my home. Amazing. And I wake up and we go train together. Right. I, I built a gym like 3,000 feet, like wow. uh, almost 300 square meters, if you oh, think in yeah. metric. So I have, you know, big weight training, everything, and wrestling space and boxing space. Perfect. And I had to create a system that for me to, to wake up and like, because I, sometimes I don't feel like it, you know? Same thing in business. Sometimes you wake up, you're tired, you got a little yes. headache, a little tummy ache. And uh, so I just created a system that like, now I have these people come to my home, they're staying there, and I wake up and they're waiting, it's time for go train. There's you know? no excuse. There's no excuse. <laughs> There's no, I would never imagine, you know, you'd never go, you'd never have a situation so good and then have some excuse that like, uh, yeah. oh, my tummy hurts a little bit. <laughs> There's no way out. No way out. Yeah. So you know we wake up and we're gonna go train and um, you know sometimes twice a day and you know uh, I'm learning a lot quickly uh, and I, I get excited um, you know I'm not I'm not trying to be a professional fighter I'm just trying to learn uh, I need things. a project you know yes and I'm not gonna go fucking stand on a treadmill or play basketball or some shit so in in the back of my head I think every every man uh, you know has that thought Should that you, every guy yeah, thinks yeah. they're a little tough you know. But uh, you know, I think this is something that is good for me. That yeah. is good for my fitness. I lost like uh, 14 kilos of fat down, wow. uh, about five kilos of muscle up, and um, in seven months. So yeah, I have good momentum. That you know, um, you know, end of the year or next year, I'll be you know more lean, more strong, more talent. And Consistency. Right now, I have you know, blue belt is coming right now, nice. and. Uh, Actually, your guy Derek uh, Derek Brunson is one of your guys, and Jake Shields offered me my blue belt about six weeks, seven weeks ago. He says, okay. you know, you're you're getting there. That it's about that, and and I, you know, I'm kind of like, mm. and you know, which is probably bizarre to him that you know that he's he's bringing it up, not me. I'm not <laughs> yeah. pushing him. Hey, can I you know when can I have my belt? When and you know, I, I just want to learn everything learn. precise. I want everything beautiful. I want to have the confidence that that I earned that, and it's you know. And so I had Derek over, Derek Brunson, I had him, uh, who's, you know, black belt, uh, high level wrestler, black belt in jiu-jitsu. And, you know, Derek runs a gym and I asked him, like, what, what would you want to see from a blue belt at your gym? And then Derek spent, uh, we trained a few things and then on our last day together, we spent a couple hours going through, you know, that checklist, 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 in, you know. Uh, and he's like, you know, yeah, man, that's legit, you know, that. You, you got that. You got that. And then last week, then I was with Frank Muir, and uh, I was asking Frank same thing. Um, I was at Syndicate out in Vegas, and I asked Frank, like, you know, what would you want to see from a blue belt? And he's like, oh, I have a list. And he pulled it up on his mm -hmm. phone, and then we went and spent a couple hours. And um, Frank Muir is amazing on the ground. So. He is, yeah. So anyway, Frank said the same thing. So so now I feel confident that if you know you if Jake said that and Frank and Derek, then I'm like, all right, good. Okay. So, so now I, so immediately right. I think, okay, what's on the list to get my purple belt? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still purple. I haven't put gi in a while. I'm yeah. still purple. I've never had a gi on in my life. Really? Yeah, it's always, I've always trained no gi. No um, gi. The best. I like it. I feel that's more realistic of, you know, 
if I have a trouble in real life, say, oh, hold on, hold on. Let, I me, get my, let me get my gi. <laughs> uh, get your gi. And, you know, and I, I don't want to be disrespectful to the traditions you know, from the, the past, from the gi, that I don't want to be disrespectful yeah, of, of that, but I just it's feel like in, well, in real life, yeah. I, I mean, I'm f I fell in love with no gi as well. In the beginning, I used to love gi, but now I'm in love with no gi. Yeah. So I, mean, I think just for the, there's a lot of overlap in you know the things that you have to learn about yourself, the psychology of business or the psychology of fighting, that you have to be calm when other people are scared or panicked. Yes. You have to be calm. Yes. You have to be able to you know like breathe. And That's why I want to fight uh, as often too. Like I want to be as comfortable inside the cage as I am here. Yeah. I'm already very calm, but I want to be like emotions. I want to control all my emotions. I want to be very relaxed. I'm, I'm sure you're the type of guy that in your training that you want things to be very difficult. So when you have to go perform you know, on, on fight night, that it feels easier. Yeah, but only because I've messed up in the fights. Because be, before I thought when the fight comes, I'll do it. So I've never put myself in those bad positions. But I had bad fights. I had losses. And I learned through those mistakes. And yeah, now I like to be uncomfortable. I like to put myself in positions that I don't like. So when he, the fight comes, I'm used to it, and I don't panic or I, you know. It's okay, I've been here before, I'm used to this. What would you tell a, a person here that, if someone's watching this, my, the type of people in my audience, the, most of them, they're already good at something. So they, they have some skill, some talent, they're doing something good. And then they're curious, they're, they're thinking that they wanna do more in business, they wanna learn about investment, they wanna do it. And these are, you know, if, if, I came to, if I came to your gym and train two hours a week, I would not be allowed there, you know? They, yeah, they have to throw me out. They, they never let you in, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I don't really want someone like that who's halfway committed. If they, if they want to work two hours a week, five hours a week, it's, uh, you know? Not enough. It's, it's not the right person for me. It's not somebody that I can spend time with. But there's people that, uh, you know, they're, they're, they want, they're serious, that they want to learn more about entrepreneurship, they want to learn more about investing in real estate, they want to learn about stock market, and they really, they want to do the work, they want to have those results. And you know the difference, somebody that, that comes, you've seen people that, I want to be a fighter, and you know, two weeks later, they're like, mm. yeah. <laughs> well, well, What's the difference between that person and a person like you who's, who's doing it, who's, who's becoming a champion, who's doing well, the, the you work? Gotta, I think you gotta put your focus on it, and uh, you gotta spend time doing it. I, I believe there's, like now, I wanna study French, I wanna study, things, I want to learn new things. I believe there's time for everything if you put your focus on it and you can organize things. I believe there is, but you, can wanna, you cannot want to do everything. Uh, if you want to be good, you got to focus on something and like you're doing. You want to get your, your blue belt, you're focusing on the ground. You can be focused on boxing, you want your blue belt on the ground. So well, I'm doing both. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You need to have a balance. Uh, so it depends on the focusing. I, I believe everything is possible. It depends on the commitment you put and the focus you have. I, I'm think, I, I just have to try to make um, the switch in my head. I'm still doing a lot of business things, but mostly investments. You know, I, I run a couple of businesses. It makes good money. But most of my money is coming from investing now. That uh, Not me working on something, but my money making me money. Exactly. 
And I had to make it a priority. I have to change my life to make it a priority that you know, it's time for boxing. I never miss boxing lesson. I never miss jujitsu lesson. I never miss and and you know I'm not trying to learn you know only jujitsu or only boxing. I'm trying to learn MMA of like how do those pieces fit together from from striking to takedowns mm -hmm. and so on. Uh, you know, or if you're on the ground, you know how to get back up. It's something I trained more than anything else. That if you're on the ground, like how to how get to back get up, up, how to get back up. You know. Because uh, I'm, I'm pretty big and I can hit hard, and my legs are very strong. So if I kick somebody, they're gonna have a very bad day. Yeah. And um, mm. Derek was watching me do leg presses, and remember, I'm an, I'm an old man. I'm 43, but Derek was yeah. over, and have, you know, I'm doing like five sets. And the fifth set, I did 950 pounds 12 times. Dang. So a week ago, so Derek was over watching, and he's like, "But so I told you." Uh, like six one, like uh, 186 centimeters, something like this. Wow. So, um, but yeah, my, my legs are, you know, there's a lot of meat. So if I kick someone, they're going to have a bad day. Yeah. So, uh, That's what you want to do is get up and strike. Yeah. So right. I, mean, I, I, I like the jujitsu too, but a lot of times I think probably better strategy for, you know, if you're in a real fight is not good to be on the ground that you have maybe more than one opponent. Um, so. I enjoy jujitsu, but I feel like in a real fight, you just, it's better to be on your feet yeah. and you have you know range of. Yeah, movement. I mean, I love jujitsu. Don't get me wrong, I love wrestling. I love all kickboxing, but there's not, nothing like knocking people out, and I love it. Uh, sometimes the fight is half on the ground. I, I never go for submission. I never go to hold. I never go for position. I always go for knockout. That's what I love. He's got a lot of first round knockouts. I, I hope you, you know. Pay attention to the way he says that, that when he says that's what I love. It's like he's talking about his, his child or something. It's like, uh, yeah. it's, I, I, I love to knock people out. And you have to have that sort of excitement about what you do. Whatever it is that you do, you have to have that sort of excitement about you do, what you do. You have to have the excitement about, about your business. You might, not, you might not like exactly what you're doing in business right now or, or what you're doing in your career right now, but if you, if you don't work like you love if, it? Yeah, it's like you have to have even, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of times you don't feel like doing certain things that day, but then you're like, you know, my goals are more important than my excuse. That's what I say. Maybe you have different words, but in my mind, I think, well, I, I, I love my goals more than I love my excuses, yes. so let me get up and do the thing. Well, to get to, now I'm in a point that, um, Derek, I must admit, I'm in love with all suffering and pain and getting exhausted. I'm in love with it. I know any different. But to get through here, yes, I would do that a lot um, and force myself to, even when I didn't want to. There was a time after my last defeat, not this in the UFC when I was messing up, I started training four times a day. Not because I think it was beneficial for my mind to break my sorry, inner bitch. So I used to wake up 5 a.m., I used to go for a run. And then at, at uh, two time a day training, like I always have with my team, and then at night I used to do jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu was just cramping for me because I was exhausted, my muscles were, but I, 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 I used to go. And that, that was after, before James Vick, and that's when I, I changed my life. Um, I read some books uh, from David Goggins. Mm -hmm. and he has a good mentality and I kind of changed my life. And uh, yeah, I felt in love with suffering. Nowadays it's all I know and I like it. I don't know any different. I love it. 
but to get to this point, yes, I have to force myself because I didn't want to. My my mind was always making excuses. On 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 that time that I run every day at 5 a.m. Every day there was a new excuse for my brain. Oh, mm. maybe you can sleep 15 minutes more. Oh, maybe you're gonna be tired for sparring. Oh, we didn't eat good last night. Oh, every day it's too cold. Oh, it's raining. Oh, every day there was a new excuse. And if I didn't get up that second, I was gonna fall onto, into that excuse and I wouldn't go. So that's when I started working. Like, I wouldn't accept like the excuse there or the inner bitch to win, to win, so yeah. I've said to my clients many times, you know, very similar thought, that you, you could have success or you could have your excuses. And, um, you know, most people, they just have their excuses. And even very smart people. I, I know some people yeah. that they have high IQ. They work hard compared to other people, but they know they're not doing everything they could do. No. And even them, they're, they're settling for, they limit themselves that, so you know. our DNA, um for ages, uh, when we used to get an uncomfortable situations, we had the risk of dying. So when we are uncomfortable, our brain makes excuses, excuse, so we come back to comfortable. Why? That's survival. Yeah. For years was survival. Yeah. But uh, we have to go against that thing we have in our brain because the brain's always going to try to find, find excuses. But when you go over it. Expand, learn. Yeah, I, I think grow. that's. I think it's a great topic that to talk about, uh, maybe repetitively. Is that, I think what you said makes a lot of sense, and, it, and it's just true, that your brain is set to make excuses, that to to conserve energy, to not go towards difficult yes. things. You, you know, so you, you sit around with your your girl in the cave or something, or in, in your in your little hut or teepee, in prehistory. And uh, hey, everything is good. I'm, 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 my family, life. my family has food. Um, nothing is going to kill us or eat us right now. Everything is good for right now. But they're not thinking about you know how do we optimize this to be yes. best, best, best. And I think we have so many opportunities right now. If you're if you're in a first world country, if you're in you know the the good parts of Europe, the good parts of you know, Asia, you know North America, South America. If you're in a first world country, you have opportunities that no one had before. And today everybody is, they're complaining, complaining, complaining. It's a luxury to complain. It's, it's, thousands of years ago, your family could not complain. You had to go kill something to, and have food. Exactly. You had to protect yourself from a scary now we animal. Have everything given now everything is beautiful and easy, and people are all upset. They want to complain. Yeah. And I, I found a lot more happiness. A lot of people won't understand this. You understand this. As, I found a lot more happiness. Like I'm happiest inside when I have like a project and my goals, and I, I'm thinking, um, you know, how do I accomplish? How do I overcome something? How do I work past something? And um, I'm not perfect. I'm not. I'm not good at doing ten. No one is. I can't do ten things at once. I can do. Um, I can't learn ten things at once. I can learn. I can learn one and a half one things. One thing at a time. Yeah. Yeah, and I can maintain it high level, and then I learn something else and bring it up yeah. here and keep it here. And then I go learn something else, and I bring it up here and keep it here. I can't do everything at once. Exactly. And uh, a criticism people would make, they say, Derek, you're fat. That's what my haters say. I have a few million followers, you know. And uh, at least a couple times a day, if I look at my messages, it's, you know, Derek, you're Somebody will watch this video right now. They'll put it in the comment, Derek, you're fat. And like, <laughs> <laughs> people, have, people have that, I don't know why. I don't know why. So, yeah. 
Andre, you don't have a perfect record. You, you lost a fight once. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the thing that someone will pay attention to. And I think people love to criticize. I don't know what, what's that. I mean. It's easy to be a critic. It's a lot harder to do something. Yeah. It's a lot harder to go do anything. To be people good at anything, it takes, uh, it takes real effort. So Always listen to that. Oh, um, you need to train your jiu-jitsu. Oh, you need to train your wrestling. Oh, you need to train. People always know what I need to do. People always know what I should do with my life. People always know everything. <laughs> but I'm always wrong. I'm always dead. That's what I don't like. Let me live. Live your life. Worry about yourself and be happy with other people's success. That's another thing I didn't like in Portugal. Like the mentality of people in Portugal is you can't have success because there's not enough for me and you. Hmm. You know, it's not that, but it's like they don't, they're not happy with your success like you're taking away from them. There's a success for everyone. Yeah. We can all make it. I should be happy for you yeah, and work for mine. But um, Even when I was a child, I was never mad. When, when I saw someone that you know, they had something that I, did, that I wanted, I was not mad at them. Yeah. I, I thought that's somebody that I could learn from. I thought, you know, oh, that, that person has nice things, and that person has nice things. That the most there's I would an think was I want to have that nice. when I grow up. Yeah, but, but in, in a good way, like, yes. you know, I'm like, oh, if I work hard, I can have nice things. So I, I was never upset with these people. And, um, you know, I had, uh, <laughs> early in life, do you, do you know the rapper P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, P. Diddy? Puff Daddy, yeah, I think I yeah. He's a famous rapper from the 90s, early 2000s. And I remember being, you know, a, he's maybe 15 years older than me, 10 years at least older than me. And I remember listening to his music. I was a teenager, and I was listening to his music, and like Jay-Z. And uh, you know, at, at that time, all they talked about was you know, getting money and creating more success, creating wealth, you know? mm -hmm. creating wealth. Maybe they dance a little bit, and then they talk more about creating some yeah. more wealth. And I'm like, yeah. Um, so I, I like this. And the one time, uh, you know, I, I, I had no money yet. I was just a child, like teenage boy. And I, I met him. Uh, years later, I met him twice, but the second time we had dinner together, like, uh, I don't know, eight or eight, nine years ago, and, and I told him that, you know, when I was a child, I used to listen to your music, and, you know, I thought to myself, if this guy could go find, if he could come from where he came from to have his start and go find a hundred million dollars, there's no reason I can't go find twenty million dollars. Yes. If, if I don't go find twenty million, it's my fault. If I can't go find them, it's, it's my fault. It's no one's fault. It's my fault. If this guy could go make $100 million, for sure I can find $20 million. And I did, you know? And then I found more, and then I found more. But I, I told him to his face, years later at a dinner table, that you know, I was very inspired by that. And, um, Amazing. And yeah, that, what a story. Yeah, that was nice. So, and uh, it's just a random story, but that, that was nice. That When I saw someone else having success, I thought I could you got do inspired that. By I could get something. If that could, I don't even need what he's got. I'm not mad at him. Good for him. But if he can have this much, for sure I could be. Yeah. I could be good too. You know. Uh, and I did more than I thought I could. You know. But. Um, that, yeah, that was nice. That was a nice experience. To uh, he laughed about it, of course. But that was a nice experience. And when I see somebody else, they're, they're mad that well, I don't have this, or and, and they say crazy shit. It's like well. But, you know, Andre, it's easy for you to say you're in the UFC, or Derek, it's easy for you to say you went to the best schools, or, you know. No, in my childhood, I went to the worst schools. No, but I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I'm the best example. Like, I've been, the, well, first I was in Bellator when I was young, yeah? First Portuguese in Bellator, I, I was a big thing in Portugal. 
I thought I was shit. And then I lose. First time I was undefeated, I lose. And my world crushed, right? Um, I asked to get out of Belto because I, I didn't like the way they they did everything. But I had it all and I almost lost it all. So I know that feeling. Um, and I'm glad I learned it all before I got to the UFC. Because I was in Belto making good money. And then all of a sudden I was making 1500 again. Hmm. I got a, yeah, I was making like almost 30k in Bellator, and I went to make 1500 in LFA again. Hmm. It's crazy, and I, I've been living by myself since 21, so I have expense, I have bills, I have, and making 15, and, and I fought once that year, 1500 dollars. So yeah, it kind of changed my mind, and I knew I had to do something, change my life, and uh, only because I start doing for myself, I got to the UFC. I didn't got the, oh, you lucky, oh, it's easy for you because, no, <laughs> I've been in the, tr I don't even know, <laughs> the worst of the worst, so I'm the best example that uh, if you mess around, that you get what you work for. There was a time I wasn't working, I wouldn't get it. Now I am working, I'm getting it. What are your goals at UFC? I can already imagine the answer, but what is your goal at UFC? Well, I always thought last year, like, When I started MMA, I wanted to be the best fighter of all times. Then I messed around because I'm, like you said, you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. I'm not a perfect human being, so I messed around. I lost. I won't be able to be the best of all times anymore. But and another goal I had before I got in the UFC was to be undefeated in the UFC. But I got in short notice and uh, I already lost. So I don't know. Uh, honestly, you've only won six of your seven last fights. I know. But It must uh, feel terrible. But now, I don't have a, really a goal. I want to be the best fighter that Andre Fialho can be. I want to explore all my limits. I want to be the best I can be, I can possibly be. And I'll put, I want to I wanna put everybody they put in front of me to sleep. Like Gilbert told me once uh, that I have very high IQ fighting. And if I stay calm and I use my IQ, I'm going to put all these guys to sleep. And that's what I believe in. And that's what I've been training for. And that's what I plan to do, put all these guys to sleep. That's beautiful. Thanks, man. This guy talks about knocking people out like a romantic. <laughs> um, But I'm, I, I'm in love with it. I see you that. No, I see it sincerely. It. I see that. And I used to love it when I was in school. Like, I start street fighting, and I start falling in love for it. I wanted more. So there was a time that people didn't used to fight me no more in school because they respect me. So I had to protect other, the weak guys. The, so I used to fight bullies, a lot of bullies, because they used to beat up young guys or kids or, or girls, and I used to beat them up. That was my excuse to fight. Um, I fell in love for it when I was young, and um, I fell in love with it when I tried MMA. And I kind of lost the love because of motivation. I was doing the things wrong, or I was not where I wanted to be, because I came to America to be in the UFC. I always wanted to be in the UFC. And now I am here. Now I'm, like I said, I'm living the dream. So I'm more motivated than ever. I'm daydreaming all the time. And uh, I what, can't wait. What do the haters say? So you, you know, I, know, I know your coaches. I know your training partners. I know many of them, not all of them. And um, so I, I know what it takes to even, to even be allowed at that gym is you, you already have to be very talented, very hardworking to even be allowed there, you know? 
And uh, but what do the haters say who don't know that? They say you made a comment earlier. Oh, Andre, you should do this. You should. Do. What do they say to you? They say I need to improve my ground game. They say they hope I have a good wrestling. They say I don't know. They I need to start kicking. They say I need to move my head. They say oh I have a good attack but I have a very bad very bad defense. I don't know. How many first round knockouts you got now, professional? You know? Uh, 13 or 12. 13. <laughs> 12 or 13 first yeah. round finishes. 16. Yeah, 13. Yeah. 12. Hmm. Maybe I have a two lot. Two finish in the second and everything else is in the first, I think. A lot. So, what if you you're doing something and it's working? Mm. I hear your excitement when you say you're, you're knocking someone out. You knock out three men in one night, and uh, you know you're fighting your seventh time this year at uh, you know with the, some of the best people in the world, some of the top people in the world in your weight division. Um, for somebody watching here, the you know the where would they start? What's the first steps for them when they have a thought in their head of like I think I would love this, or I think I would have you know everybody uses the word passion, passion. It's, they use it too much, but. You have real passion for what you're doing. You're excited about it. You still have days you probably don't feel like training, but you no. go do the thing anyway. I have, I've done this in business, but I'm curious for your take on it. That um, what would you tell somebody of the first steps that uh, towards their dream or their passion or their love? Well, first you gotta love it. That's the number one thing. I I believe you gotta love it with everything you have, and then you gotta want to learn more and uh, be curious about it. Like one thing that I love and I'm very curious about and I try to improve more and more and I, I, I'm addicted, it's technique. Uh, every little detail on that technique. And um, another thing, you need to be obsessed with that thing that you love. If you're obsessed and consistent on the work you put in and what you love, there's no secrets. There's no secrets to be successful, I believe. It's only with time, uh, consistency, and uh, loving what you do. A lot of people can't do that consistency. A lot of people, they want something right now. They want, they want big result right now. Never happens. Never? You might, luckily. But if you want to keep it, it never happens, I believe. And uh, even if you do a little, oh, you know, I don't have all the time to do a little, a lot of time. Mm -hmm. It's better than the want everything now and do a lot. I believe consistency is the key. The more I grow, the more experience I have, I believe consistency is the key for everything. Even those little things like you just said, if you could find three minutes a day, this is just how the math works. Anybody could find three minutes a day to be more productive. Yes. Anybody could. You can, I can, three minutes a day. That's, in a year, that's over 18 hours. In a year, that's more than a French person works in a month. 18 hours is more productivity than a French man creates in one month. Mm. Yeah? Amazing. Is that true? I think that's true. Yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> so if you go find three minutes a day that you were serious and focused, um, it turns into a lot. And if, if you learned, you know, imagine 18 hours of more focused, you know, results. If you, a person that understands that, they could find another three minutes, yes. and another three minutes, yes. and another three yes. minutes. And when so, you add all those minutes, that's the consistency. Yeah, you're adding extra weeks, extra weeks of productivity to your year. And um, 
I mean, man, for, for most people, for anybody could find three fucking minutes. And for most people, they could find a lot, you know, three more and three more and three more and three more. It's over 18 hours per year, every three minutes well, per day. Well, I'm going to admit it. Um, I've been doing every day after practice 15 extra minutes working for my hand. Every day. Yeah. Since before James Vick, so it's been almost two years now. Every day, 15 minutes. I think that's why you see the results too. Oh, you lucky. One time they asked a friend of mine, oh, what would you like to have that Andre has? Oh, the power that he has in his hands. Oh, the God-given power. Like, it's not God-given. It's trained. It's the way I hit. It's my focus. It's, it's, it's not God-given uh, hands, God-given power. I train it. I train the power. I train the precision. I train the way I hit. I train it every day. And uh, I believe that's how you can get it good. Instead of three minutes, I do 15. So, so that's uh, 90 extra hours per year. More than 90, almost 100 extra hours. Well, I don't do it on Sunday, so you got to take that one out. Fine. I can do the math. Don't worry. So <laughs> divided by 7 times 6 is uh, 15 hours. So it's still more than 75 hours, oh. 75 hours per year. Those little increments, you know, a lot of times um, people tell me they don't have time, they don't have time. And I said, no, you, you know, everybody has the same time. Priorities. Mm -hmm. Everybody has the same time. The, if rich people and poor people get 24 hours in their day, 168 hours per week. Smart people, dumb people, 168 hours per week. And you know, the way that you manage that time, if you can find a, a couple extra minutes, like, I, don't, I don't like all this idle time where I'm sitting around doing nothing. You know, if I, if I have, you know, oh, I, I have a meeting in five minutes. Okay, who who can I text? You know, who's been calling me or texting me? Let me let me return that call quick. Let me let me send an email quick. Let me go do you know. So even those those little things, I think where's the opportunity for me to, um, you know, help a friend, advance a financial opportunity. Get work done. Let me look at let me look at the stock market and see what's happening today. So I'm still thinking about, I'm not thinking, hey, let me just fucking sit, sit here for do nothing for five minutes. So e even those There's little five minutes here, eight minutes there through the day. That's a good mentality. Yeah. If I could send an email or have a little phone call or text somebody, uh, if I'm helping somebody else solve a problem, I'm not, just, I'm not just texting. I have zero friends in my life that are like uh, just random people, you know, because everybody in my life... I understand that we're, we're helping each other with something, you know? Mm -hmm. And every, some people think that that's like disloyal, that, that that's, a, that's a bad thing. It's like, nah, my, I was too loyal. I'm still too loyal that my friends from the past, I would beg them, come do this with me. Come do this. You probably have some of these people yes. too. I would beg them, you know, come to college with me. Come work on this business with me. Come do this or this project Try with me. Thing. And they didn't, you know, nobody wants to come. And then later on, they, they say, you changed, man. <laughs> no, I begged you to come. Yeah. They wouldn't come. So I don't but do that. Want to. Sometimes I, some people I ask a hundred times, actually, I feel stupid to say this, but when I was young, some people I'd ask a hundred times, you know, you, know, you know, please come do this with me. You're going to love it. It's going to be good for both of us. Nah. Wow. So, and then, you know, today I don't ask anybody, you know, Twice is a lot. I might ask somebody, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, you I do. ask them once, I say, hey, man, come do this thing with me. And if they don't say yes immediately, say, you know, if I really think it's good for them, not even me, like I'm going to be fine. But I if, I, if, I, if it's really it's still in my head, I'm like, you know, I think that's going to be a good opportunity for him. Let me ask him one more time. 
let me explain a little bit, like why I think it's a good opportunity. And I, I just do that. I say, hey, you know, if, if it's not for you, no problem. But I think you might want to do this because this, because this, because this. I think it'd be good for you. I think it'd be good for us. You know, what will you think about that? Is that something that you'd be interested in? If they're not pretty excited, I'm not asking anybody a third time for anything. Time, exactly. I don't waste my time with this anymore. So uh, I can't be more dedicated to someone else's goals or their success. They have to be, you know? Exactly. Or if I ask the guys at your gym, anybody that we know together, any, any of the guys that you know that know me, they're never going to say to you that, like, you know, oh, uh, you know, I was lazy or I had excuses or I wouldn't come, I wouldn't come train or something. It's mm -hmm. like, it don't, it don't matter. Whatever else happened in my life, I'm going to show up. We're going to work hard. Is um, Mission. Yeah. I just feel it would be so disrespectful that um, uh, another high-quality person is taking time out of their life to help me. If I don't show up, is yeah. like, what disrespect is, 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 is bad for both of us? And it's bad for they got to go back to your gym and say, like, you know. Hmm. What are you doing? Yeah. They got to go back. If, you know, if, if, uh, if I ask somebody else, uh, from the gym or from your from the UFC or the fight community, you know, hey, come train with me. Um, right now, I could say, you know, hey, I, I know your friend and your other friend and your other friend and your other friend, and ask them about me, and every one of them will say good things, and this is true. But if I start being lazy about that, then nah, you know, they can. And then somebody, else, yeah, they're not going to lie to their training. Yeah, so to me, it's always important. I think about that in in any social environment that um, anybody that I care to spend time with, I want, I want us to both have a good experience. I have to do my part to make sure everything is good. And uh, anyone that knows me, well, they're going to say good things, you know? So, uh, but you can't be fucking lazy. Yeah. You can't be you lazy and have this true, be true. So be thoughtful about your own reputation, that uh, I, the, the reputation that you're building with others it starts in your own mind that you, you have to have, the, it has to be important to have that reputation with yourself that you, you be honest about, well, what are the things I know and I don't know? And you know, help, help people, those three minutes here, five minutes there. You could be helping a friend to solve a problem. You could be creating an introduction over yeah. here that is valuable, easy for you, valuable Special for both of them. Especially be honest to yourself. I, yeah, I don't like to lie to myself that no. uh, I'm, I'm not a nice person all the time. I don't pretend to be nice all the time. Um, but, but, be honest, but it starts with you. I try to be very honest yes. with myself or anybody else Starts around with me. yourself, I believe. I try to be very honest with because I think when you start lying to yourself, or, or the other way, I think when you start lying to other people, you pretty soon you're going to start lying to yes. yourself. And when you start start lying to yourself, oh then your goals are in trouble. Is mess. Yeah. Whole mess. So it's not, it's not because I'm such a nice guy. I don't pretend to be a nice fucking guy all the time. But honest. But, but I think it's very important to Even be. Even if it's yeah. not what they want to hear, honest, honesty. Yeah, I, like I think that's very important for yeah, your for too. your own integrity or for your own success that uh, you start, and especially in your sport. There's there's other sports that somebody can have some silly shit in their head, and maybe you know if something doesn't. You know, there's a lot of people on the soccer maybe, field. Yeah. There's a lot of people doable. playing football, but in a in an individual sport like you have is like and fighting. We're fighting another man in front of the whole world. So much emotions. Mm -hmm. We need everything needs to be right. If not, if we're emotional fragile, whew, things might not go our way. It's yeah. it's hard. Yeah, we need to be a whole. That's why mind is so important.
What, what's the role been in your life? We talked about coaches a little bit. And for me, it changed my life. I, I knew when I was young, um, I was really in charge of the house, like, like age 10, that my father wasn't there, my mother's. And I, about age 10, I really understood that like nobody's coming to save me. Nobody's mm. going to come do things for me. And if I want to have nice things or a good life, I have to do something. I have to fix this. I have to find my way, you know? And from, in my life, I'm very curious about yours. In my life, uh, I had to do a lot of guess and check. I didn't have you know, good role models or good teachers, so I had a lot of fuck-ups. I was always fighting, I was in trouble, I was yeah. always suspended from school. Uh, I went to court as a ch uh, like a child that wow. the, the government is thinking of taking me away from my mother and putting yeah. me like in, you know, away from my mm -hmm. family in a different home. And yeah, you know, I, I, I was willing to work hard. My brain worked good. I was willing to work hard, but I didn't have, nobody was pointing me in a good, good direction, example. you know? So I worked really hard to try to be around, you know, better quality people, better quality people, and related to the things we were just talking about of like good work ethic or being careful with your reputation that you, you have to, you have to, you know, hold yourself to a high standard yeah. if you want to be around other high quality people. So that I, I, I wanted to go find, you know, I wanted to go to the best schools that I could go to, and later I did. I went to you know, the best business school in this country. Uh, there's 416 MBA programs. I went to number one out of wow. 416. Um, so I wanted good academic teachers. I wanted good real world teachers. I wanted the best coaches, trainers, and even when I wanted to learn MMA, and I'm not, trying, I'm not trying to be a professional fighter, but I found some of the best, best guys in the world to train with that are former champions or the coaches of the champions and you know and I do what they say and I don't I don't argue I might talk discuss things with them but I don't argue so I if it's important let me do it for a while and we have a conversation later you know <clears throat> so this has helped my life a lot that I, I'm able to learn things very quickly because um, it was that was like that was one of my goals or one of the things that I was excited about like learn from the best people anything you want to do learn from the best people and you might not like it but do do the thing, and inform yourself about it, and then you can have a discussion yes. if you like it or not, but or if there's something better. But do the fuck, you know, shut the fuck up and do the work. <laughs> you know? How do you th how do you think about this, or how this changed my life thinking this? Well, way. I agree with you. I think you need to put the work, but um, I love to learn. I'll always be a student. Mm -hmm. I love to learn, and that that was the reason why I came to America because I wanted to learn more and I wanted more knowledge, and I thought here was the but I tried to learn from everyone, and I listened from every, even the guys I don't agree. I'm listening to what I should not do. I listen to everyone, and I try to learn from everyone. And uh, my, I told you uh, um, that I, I had a bad relationship with my first coach, or we got mad, but I'm grateful for, for him. I'm grateful because I learned from him. I learned what not to do. Uh, if he was not such a bad person, I would have never left him. I would never be in America. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for what I, I'm grateful for what I learned from AKA uh, Javier Mendez. I learned a lot um, through him. Uh, he taught me a lot. And finally, finally, I'm the, in the perfect place. Uh, Greg Jones has uh, taught me wrestling a lot. I think my wrestling has gone through the roof because of Greg Jones. Henry Uft has a perfect style for me striking-wise and he's adding to my game. Call me to wrestling-wise. And then I have Gilbert Herbert and Wagner to um, 
sharpen my jiu-jitsu and I'm just um, so happy where I am now. I learned from my teammates, I learned from everybody. And uh, that was always one of my big passions. And for me, <laughs> we were talking uh, what, would I, what, I, what I would wish for, or what, I, what, I, what, could I, what else could I do? And for me, I would love to have like 10 lives so I could follow 10 mm -hmm. professional sports. If I could, I would, I would. I think I'm still gonna do one or two sports, but I can't do much more because I'm gonna be probably not in good shape when I want to. But that would be one of my wishes because I love to learn and I love technique, and um, that's one of my things. I listen a lot and I try to learn from everyone. What would you say to somebody who thinks they're gonna do it by themselves? They're gonna accomplish something big all by themselves. It's impossible. <laughs> First, you gotta learn through other people's mistakes, experience, knowledge, uh, everything. Uh, and like I said, even if you think you can do by yourself, you gotta learn what not to do or whatever. You gotta listen. Listen is one of the uh, best, how do you say, qualities you can have. Yeah. I believe. Yeah, yeah if you're not open-minded about learning something new, if you're not going to listen and learn something new, yeah, if you can't then listen. you're just stuck where you're at. You, you, can't, you can't keep going. I agree. So. Um, it's, it's one of my biggest laughs when I hear this is, yeah, I'm going to do it by myself. And, like, man, like, and I even... am, but n never without help. Yeah. We always need help. Always, 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 always. When That's I... why we live in society. If not, we live by ourselves in the middle of the mountain or something. When I see people, like the, the, the most successful athletes, you know, and I've I've done interviews with you know several people now. They have you know Olympic gold medals or multiple gold yeah, medals yeah, yeah. and uh, you know multi-time champions and um, they all have coaches. They are they might be the best in the world at what they do. Coach. And they still oh. have several coaches, not one. What did you just say? You said Gil Gilbert and her, and his brother <laughs> help you with jujitsu. Wagner jujitsu. Three call me and Greg for uh, wrestling. Three guys helping you with jujitsu. Two more for wrestling. Then Henry, uh, uh, Sean, and Jason for striking. So that's for that's striking. eight so far. Oh my God, so many. Uh -huh. And then Corey, and now I have um, JC. So I have two strength and conditioning coaches. It's ten so far. Um, anybody help you think about your diet or nutrition? Yes, another another guy. And Do you have anybody have help you with massage or physical therapy? Well, not consistently. I always go to some different person, but I should. Um, and Gilbert has a psychologist too. He told me I should start talking to her. So for the mind, it's good to let things go sometimes. So there's so many aspects we need help and we should learn from everybody. Um, so yeah, I think one of another great quality is being humble. If you're humble and you're able to listen, I think you can learn from everybody. That's probably what I'm best at. I'm probably the most humble. Yeah? yeah probably the most humble. They'd have to know how great I am to realize how humble. Yeah. But that's <laughs> how you learn. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's how you learn. The, when I hear you say you have like 12 coaches, I'm not surprised at all. I'm like, yeah, that's, that makes a lot of sense. I'm learning from a lot of people too. I'm learning from you, some of your, some of your story. Even about you know, striking, as a conversation I was having twice this last week, with, once with Dewey Cooper, you know who Dewey is probably, and then once with Pauli Malinaji. And then that's why I was, I was very mindful of that when you're talking about that and the wrist alignment and you know, throwing a you know uh, hook or yeah. uh, you know uppercuts like this versus the way, yeah. And um, so I, I I learn little things every day, and you know, th there's no other way. You got to find people yes, that, that have no already have already built a skill set much better than yours. If 
find the best people that you can get access to and pay attention and learn new things and, and do be humble enough. I make jokes about, uh, which is logically true, that a person would have to understand how great you are to truly understand your humility. Um, but on a, on a more serious note, is like if, if you're not, you, you can't keep learning. If you think you know everything, you're, you're not going to learn nothing new. And the best people in the world, the people that are doing great already and getting better, they, they have you know, 10, 12 coaches. They have great mentors. They have people that, came be, that, that did what they wanted to do before them. And they want to learn all the mistakes and all the victories and then do even better. And they're still willing they to learn. Yeah. And you know, the, any, any top level professional, the best people in the world have this team of coaches, mentors, advisors, all of them. And it is is only low performers that think they're going to do everything by themselves. Yes. That if you if you could possibly accomplish your goals by yourself, then you need bigger goals. Uh -huh. <laughs> if it's possible, oh. you could accomplish your current goals what by yourself. Is that fair? A hundred percent. If it's possible, you could ever accomplish your current goals by yourself, then you need bigger, bigger goals. Ones. You're capable of much wow. more. Very well said. Thank yeah. you, Andre, for coming through. Thank uh, you. Big Thank respect you for. Having for for who you are and what you've done. Thank and, you so uh, much. I look forward to seeing your, you, your career and the Appreciate victories it. to come. On June 11th, on June 11th, Andre's got his next fight in Singapore. He's on the UFC card. Is that UFC 276? 275. 275 in Singapore. So Andre's fighting June 11th. I uh, hope you get another fantastic victory. You get, you know, it's the last fight, I was Thank very so impressed much. when, you know, I seen Henry was there. I didn't know you trained with Henry at that time, but I seen Henry was there and that, you know, that you landed that, that left and the guy just fell. <laughs> and no disrespect to him, I'm sure he's very talented, but it just boom, and I'm like, this fucking guy. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, you know, June 11th, Andre's fighting in Singapore, his next victim is right around the corner. Uh, again, thank Excited. you very much for coming. Thank you. I know thank you got you a lot of training time. to do, and I, I appreciate thank you, you making time. Thank you for having me.